Okay, her. Hi everyone, you're listening to Bite Size Taiwanese, a brand new podcast giving you a taste of real everyday Taiwanese. This is Alan, and this is Phil. Welcome back. This is episode 20 of the newbie level. Woohoo! I can't believe we finally made it to episode 20. <laughs> I know, right? It's the end of the first season of the newbie level. Yay! I think that's cause for celebration. Let's get some beers later. I'm up for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Actually, I also have a question for you. I have some friends visiting from abroad, so I'd like to take them somewhere that's local feeling, but not too touristy. Do you have any recommendations? One place I like to take visiting friends, or actually even local friends, are those local quick stir-fry places. Oh. They're great for grabbing a beer and food and experiencing the local culture. Yeah, I've never thought to take them there. <laughs> Wait, are you just saying that now because you have getting beers on your mind? <laughs> no, I swear, it's a real recommendation. So, why do you like the stir-fry places? Well, first, if you're listening and you're wondering, don't most Taiwanese restaurants use stir-fry as a cooking method? Let me clarify that there is a type of restaurant here that serves fast, cheap, fresh local food and that's meant to be enjoyed with beer. It sometimes gets translated as quick-fry or stir-fry in English. But they're like the Taiwanese version of pubs or izakayas. Yeah, many of them will even have the characters for quick fry or stir fry in their name. And actually, a lot of them will also have something about fresh seafood in the name too. Since many of them started out as places that brought fresh seafood from the ports into the city. Actually, because of that, some people even called the stir fry restaurants Hai Santa or seafood vendors. <laughs> right, you'll often see lots of fish tanks right in the very front of the restaurant. It's a big drop because Taiwanese people love eating seafood. <laughs> <laughs> and some places let you order by just going up to the fish tanks and pointing out exactly what you want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't get any more fresh than that. <laughs> but I think what I like most about eating at stir-fry places is the great, loud, and inviting atmosphere. Many of them have outdoor seating that spills out onto the surrounding sidewalk, and some have low wooden tables with long benches or short stools. Just perfect for groups of friends to gather around, chat, and just relax. And they're actually open from 5 p.m. until late, maybe about 2 a.m. So it's great for hanging out with co-workers after a long day's work or just to chill out with friends late into the evening. And if you just want a place to get a taste of Taiwanese dishes, since there's a wide selection with small plates and cheap prices, you can order lots to share and try. In today's episode, let's talk more about stir-fry restaurants. Hentai! Alright, sounds good to me. So, let's first talk about the food. Do you recommend any? Ushami or also pronounced as means to recommend. So, Ushami is there anything you recommend? You know, one of the great things about hentai or stir-fry restaurants is that they have huge menus. <laughs> so there's usually something for everyone. Ta means to stir-fry, a useful verb about cooking. Like ta peng, fried rice. And the word hen in henta means right away, immediately, on the spot. So... Hen 
is to stir fry right on the spot after ordering. And adding the e to the end means something that is blah blah blah. So other examples of adding e can be like to say something that is freshly made. It's hanzue, hanzue. Or to describe fruit that's been freshly picked or harvested, we can say hanbanne, hanbanne. So hanzai means something that is stir fried right on the spot, and you can say jia hanzai. Which literally means to eat something that is stir fried on the spot, <laughs> or in other words, to eat at a quick stir fry place. And in those restaurants, the plate sizes are small, so you can order a lot to try and share. So, Alan, typically, how much does one dish cost? Well, typically one dish is about one to two hundred Taiwanese dollars. Jit bua cai, ai jit neng ba ko. Jit bua cai, ai jit neng ba ko. Actually, before we move on, let's break down this question and answer. It's short, but there's actually quite a lot of useful stuff here. Sure. So you asked me how much does one dish cost? Jit bua cai, ai gua zai ji. Jit bua cai is one dish. Jit is one when we count things, and bua means plate. But here it's used as a measure word for dishes, as in food on a menu. And finally, cai means dish, but it can also mean vegetable. And if you remember, when we count nouns in Taiwanese, or basically when you have a number coming before a noun, you must use a measure word, unlike in English. So notice our translation of one dish into Taiwanese has the measure word bua. So you have jie bua cai. The next part, ai gua zai ji, is literally needs how much money. Ai in this sentence means to need or to require, but in other situations it can also mean to love or to like. Right. So like earlier I said. I really like to go to stir fry restaurants. I also said earlier, Taiwanese people really love eating seafood. Now let's look at the last part of that question. means how many or how much, and of course means money. If the context is obviously about money, you can also drop ji and just say gua ze to ask how much. So you might remember from earlier episodes we used gui ko or gui ko gin to ask how many dollars. So how is that different from gua ze ji, how much money? The first difference is that you can probably tell gui needs to be followed by a measure word in gui ko. Ko is a measure word for money, like dollars or bucks. But guaze, how many or how much, does not need to be followed by a measure word. So, for example, to ask how many people are there, using gui, we need to add the measure word for people. E, wu guirang, wu guirang. Now, if we use guaze, 
you don't add any measure word. Wu gua zhe dang. Wu gua zhe dang. The other difference is that gui tends to be used for smaller numbers relative to gua zhe. Gui can also mean a few or several. So as a rough rule of thumb, use gui with numbers under 10 and gua zhe for higher numbers. But of course, this isn't a strict rule. It's just the relative sense people have for using these words. You can also think of gui as a small countable number, so it needs a measure word. On the other hand, gua zhe is more focused on how large the amount is and can also be used with uncountable or mass nouns, so it doesn't require a measure word. So back to the full question we had. How much money is one dish? Then for my answer, I responded with one dish is about one to two hundred Taiwanese dollars. So we've said this before, but remember the answer keeps the same word order as the question. So you just replace the part in question, how much money, with the answer, about one to two hundred Taiwanese dollars. Here's one more thing to point out with numbers. If you're making an approximation, you just say roughly the lower and higher end of the range right after each other. So here, 100 is close to the low end and 200 is close to the high end of the range. So we say, or literally, one, two hundred dollars. There's no need to repeat ba hundred for both numbers. The same goes for a range like 17 or 18 years old. So you could say, Zap is not repeated. Yeah, just like Zap chit be Thank you. So if you want to know what classic song Alan just sang from, check out the show notes. Okay. <laughs> well, there really was a lot in those two short sentences. <laughs> okay, by the way, because dishes are often only hundred anti dollars. You see, Chipa 100 in the names of a lot of these stir-fry restaurants too. Right. So I guess we never got to the answer my first question. <laughs> Is there anything you recommend? <laughs> we shall meet Sure. I really like to eat fried shrimp balls with pineapple. Breaking it down, we have that I again. So the first part, is a phrase you can use over and over again. Just fill in afterwards whatever dish you want. In this case, we have shelled shrimp and pineapple to get the dish fried shrimp balls with pineapple. I really like to eat fried shrimp balls with pineapple. 
Yeah, that's a classic dish that I often see at stir-fried restaurants. You have batter-dipped shrimp, deep-fried until golden brown, and then they're either placed on a bed of pineapple slices or mixed together with chunks of pineapple. Oh, <laughs> sounds so good. <laughs> Wait, there's more. <laughs> then it's drizzled with some mayonnaise and then finally topped with some colorful rainbow candy sprinkles. The candy sprinkles, I never fully understood. <laughs> Maybe it's a little sweetness to balance the sour and tartness of the pineapple. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it also makes it colorful. <laughs> <laughs> so, how about you, Phil? Any recommendations? Oh. I really like to eat omelette with pickled radish. Oh, that's a classic <laughs> dish too. So if our listeners don't know, Tai Bo, pickled radish, is made from the long white daikon radish called Tai Tao in Taiwanese. It's the same radish used to make Tai Tao Gui, those popular steamed or pan-fried radish cakes. But for Tai Bo, the radish is pickled and dried out. Pieces are cut up and put into beaten eggs. Nung, to make a large round omelet. And there are so many classic dishes you could order <laughs> at stir fried restaurants. But how about just one more dish, Alan? Okay. Gua ma jin ai jia. Gua ma jin ai jia. I also really like to eat. Deep fried oysters. Oh, I love that too. Yeah. <laughs> deep fried foods go so well with beer. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so, a quick breakdown of what I said. Ma means also. So, gua ma jin ai jia means I also really like to eat. And a are oysters. You might have heard of them in the name for the famous night market food. Uaten, oyster pancakes. Oh. And so is typically used to describe foods that are crunchy and crispy or also crumbly, flaky pastries like pineapple cake. Yeah, when I think of so, I always think of those really fragrant deep fried basil leaves. And the small amount of pepper and salt. That you can dip each piece of oyster into before oh. you eat it. <laughs> I'm so hungry now. <laughs> well, maybe when we finish recording, we can go to a hentai. But we can't finish without first talking about beer. Beaju or biru. Right. All the food is meant to be eaten while you drink beer. Dim beaju. Dim beaju. So, when you sit down, one of the first things that happens is that a beer company representative comes over and asks you if you'd like some beer. Usually, it's a young, pretty girl wearing a uniform from the beer company. Is it ever a guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Unfortunately, the beer companies still think that's the best way to sell alcohol. <laughs> but they're missing out because my girlfriend said she wouldn't mind seeing guys doing that job too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just keep in mind that the beer representative doesn't work for the restaurant. So she's not responsible for serving guests food, busing tables, or any other work besides bringing guests more beer from the company she represents. 
Also, they're not permitted to drink with guests. So don't try offering them a drink. Okay, so once you get your beer, a simple way to say cheers or bottoms up is kanna. <laughs> Basically, make it dry. And among drinking buddies, you might also hear hotara. <laughs> Literally, it means let it be dry. <laughs> so Taiwanese beer glasses are small to let you drink multiple rounds. So actually drinking the whole glass all in one go isn't too difficult. If you're interested in more ways to toast someone in Taiwanese, we did talk about this more in episode 12 of our elementary podcast. So go check it out. We'll put the link in the show notes. So finally, at the end of the meal, if you're going to split the bill, you can figure out how much each person needs to pay with the question. How much money does each person need to pay? We've actually talked about all the words in that sentence. See if you can break it down on your own. But before we finish... We forgot the most useful and basic phrase. This is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> For something you eat, delicious is hujia. And for something you drink, it's hurim. <laughs> so this is delicious. <laughs> or All right, let's try practicing what we just learned. Alan, it's the end of the first season of the newbie level. We should celebrate. Let's go eat at a quick stir-fry place tonight. Lanningam, kicha hen cai. sure. Guachuk ai jia hen cai. I love to eat quick stir-fry. Yeah, I know a good place nearby. I've been there a couple times. Hmm. Uh, Is there anything you recommend? They have so many great dishes on the menu, but I've only tried a few. Their omelette with pickled radish and deep fried oysters are delicious. And the fried rice is also delicious. Oh, how much is a dish there? In About one to two hundred a dish. Not very expensive. Shall we go there? Yeah, but the most important questions. Do they have beer in Ubirubo? Ura! Of course they do. Let's go. Lan ingam kicha hen tai. Gua chuk ai jia hen tai. U shami tui zenebo. In tai po nung oaso jin her jia. In All right, it's review time. Like usual, we'll say the English first and then the Taiwanese. First natural speed and then slowly. Practice by saying out loud with us. All right, let's get started. 
Do you have any recommendations? Quick fry or stir fry restaurants. Hentai. Hentai. Or Hai Santa. Hai Santa. I really like to go to quick stir fry places. Guai Kitja Hentai. Taiwanese people really love eating seafood. Fried rice. Something that is freshly made. Something that is freshly picked or harvested. One dish. How much does one dish cost? One dish is about one to two hundred Taiwanese dollars. How many dollars is it? Or how many people are there? Seventeen or eighteen years old. I really like to eat fried shrimp balls with pineapple. I really like to eat omelette with pickled radish. White daikon radish. Cai tao. Cai tao. I also really like to eat deep fried oysters. Oysters. Oyster pancakes. Pineapple cake. Deep fried oysters. Basil leaves. Gao Gao 
pepper and salt. Hojoyam. Hojoyam. Beer. Beachu. Beachu. Or Bidu. Bidu. Cheers. Bottoms up. Literally, make it dry or let it be dry. Ganda. Ganda. Or Hotara. Hotara. How much money does each person need to pay? Jerang I guatzi. Jirang I guatzi. Delicious. When talking about something you eat. Hujia. Hujia. Delicious. When talking about something you drink. Hurim. Hurim. This is delicious. Zejin hujia. Zejin hujia. Or, Zejin hurim. Zejin hurim. Alright, that's it for today and for season one of our newbie series. To review what we discussed in this episode, visit our website, bitesizedtaiwanese.com, and go to the episode page where you can find a quick recap of what we covered today. And if you want more than what we cover in today's podcast, just check out the downloadable workbook where you will get great exercises, extra vocabulary, more grammar discussion, more audio, and so much more detail like characters and annotated tone changes. Today's episode was inspired by a message from one of our listeners, Christine. Thanks for writing into us, Christine. Hope you enjoyed it. We'd also like to give a huge thank you to all of our listeners for supporting and sticking with us throughout this first season. It was our first time doing a podcast, so thanks so much for being patient while we figured things out. We started this podcast without fully knowing who'd really be interested or if there really was any demand or interest in learning Taiwanese at all. So it's been so amazing to get all these messages from around the world with people of different backgrounds and unique personal stories about learning Taiwanese. So if you haven't written to us yet, please drop us a line through our website or Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter accounts. We'd love to hear from more of you. Finally, we'd also like to give a tremendous thanks to our talented curriculum designer, Pinchi. Even though you don't hear him on the podcast, he's been a tremendous and critical part of this team behind the scenes and has stayed up many, many late <laughs> nights with us. <laughs> We'd also like to give a big thanks to William, Afonso, and Yuren, who have all helped out in immeasurable ways with the podcast, website, and workbooks. So we've really hoped you enjoyed this first season. If you want more podcasts, do check out our elementary level and our Pronounce It Like a Pro series if you haven't yet. The links are all on our website. We're still working out the details for a season two, but currently we're hoping that we can come back again with new podcasts this coming fall. Until then, we also have a couple things lined up. As we've mentioned before, we're getting ready to release a vocab builder in print that will be targeted to both the newbie and elementary level. In addition, we're also going to try to make the season one workbooks available in print as well. 
since we know some of you still prefer good old-fashioned paper. <laughs> <laughs> so to keep updated on this and other news, please make sure to sign up for our mailing list at our website. Finally, producing this podcast does take a lot of time and resources, but you can help us out a lot by leaving reviews or ratings on Apple Podcasts, sharing on social media, or even just the old-fashioned way of just telling a friend in person. The more listeners we have, the easier it is to get resources to help produce this podcast. So let's get more and more people around the world to learn Taiwanese. Thanks everyone for listening. Do shout out to you. I'm Ellen and I'm Phil. See you next time. Taiwan.